Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Welcome to Bet the Edge, everyone. It's Friday, March 3rd. Thank you for watching live on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. Coming up. It's a Friday. We're getting ready for the weekend. We'll be joined by my guy, Eric Froton, in a couple minutes to get the latest buzz from the NFL Combine. Talk shifting price for number one overall pick. Plus, Drew and I have great news. Drew has snapped his cold streak. He just <laughs> told me. We have NBA tonight. We got college basketball tomorrow. I might slide something today. It's a Friday. It's a great day. Drew, what are you yeah. most looking forward to this weekend? How you doing? Well, this is March, Vaughn. I don't know if you knew that, but... Uh, oh, yeah, you know, no this idea. Is- yeah, this is this is March. We have a lot of very very fun basketball on tap this weekend, and you know, even better news: the sun is shining finally. It has been a cold, wet, dark winter in Los Angeles, and we had a beautiful day yesterday. Beautiful day today. I think we're going to get sun for the third straight day tomorrow. So I could not be in a better mood. Vitamin D levels are up, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, accounts looking green. Everybody is in a great mood here. So uh, fired up for uh, for some basketball talk with you today. Yes, sir. Basketball will be at the end because we have Eric Froton today. Real quick, I want to give a quick shout-out to Antoine Davis out of Detroit Mercy because, Drew, four points short of breaking Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time NCAA basketball record. Oh, and the worst part that. was Davis missed his last five shots of the no. game. Yeah, he wanted it. He wanted it in the close game, but he didn't get it. But still, a phenomenal career for Antoine Davis. So shout-out to him. Um, he's a beast. Uh, a little bit over 4,000 points this year. But oh. let's talk some NFL. Uh, we got a scouting combine expert in the building. It is my friend Eric Froton, who I call the best college football player prop capper on this planet. So first off, how you doing? How's Indianapolis? What's going on? Well, Indianapolis is not nearly as balmy as L.A. is from the sounds of what Drew's telling me here. Uh, it's raining, but it is a, uh, it's been a great week here in Indianapolis getting to press the flesh and talk to everybody about these incredible players that we get to go and see, test, and, and interview. Yeah, there's, so there's two sides of the coin when it comes to the draft process. One is your own personal evaluation of a player based on tape and measurements and, you know, and just figuring out how they fit as a future, you know, potential pro. And then the other, maybe more important side, which is kind of the information side, who likes who, who's in the market for who, who is particularly, you know, inclined to, um, to take uh, a specific player, because that's how we make money betting on the draft. Uh, (laughs) As we look at sort of the current landscape and just try to kind of read the tea leaves. Quarterbacks are rising 
this now looks to be four of the first five picks, potentially quarterbacks, maybe four of the first four, depending on how far down the Bears trade. Um, but uh, from what I glean, it seems like the Bears have kind of tipped their hand a little bit. They're going to trade out. They're going to keep Fields. This is Fields' team for the foreseeable future, uh, which leads me to my most important question for you. Who goes first of these four guys and to what team? I, I feel pretty darn comfortable about Bryce Young being the first quarterback taken. Uh, okay. He actually he went through interviews today. We got Everybody got a chance. We've all been waiting to see Bryce Young. Everybody talks about how small he is. Uh, I actually had the <laughs> pleasure of interviewing him. Oh, nice. Uh, in, well, not today. I, I saw him today and actually, you know, had a brief chat. But in last, um, in the summer at Redondo Beach High School for the Elite 11 final, I was there. And Bryce Young was there. I got to interview him for five minutes. And I knew what, you know, I had already had an idea. I'd already seen him. I already knew he's not like some little five foot five guy. Like, he's not no. tiny, tiny by normal standards. He just isn't. You looked at him, um, you know, in, the gear that everybody else is in. He, I felt like his upper body is, is developed where it's just fine. Um, he's about five, 10 and a half, five, 11. And I don't look at him as a frail person. So uh, I think everybody's going to kind of see what I saw in that sense where okay. he's not, um, I, I'm not concerned about his height or his stature. And if you look at his film, I feel like he is the most complete quarterback when it comes to throwing ball, when it comes to off-platform, uh, varying his arm angles, being able to layer throws, and just the overall pocket awareness that is the intangible of knowing when he's getting pressured, being able to step up, and even when he's stepping up and moving, he sees everything and you know that vision, uh, and he's able to make incredible plays outside of structure without having to run. So... I think he's got everything you need in terms of the intangibles, in terms of what we've seen him do with a two-minute drill in, in college, you know, specifically the Auburn game in 2021, which is amazing. And uh, I think he's going to be the number one pick. I think I get the feeling as I stare at the Ursay family YMCA across the street from my hotel that Jim Ursay wants a quarterback. The man is not getting any younger. I think it's going to be the Colts making the trade-up. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing a lot of comments saying, uh, Jim Irsay saying, this guy doesn't look too bad, huh, this Alabama kid. And, uh, you know, PFF only rated him the number one quarterback last year. And, you know, some say size matters, Eric, but from a five foot eight man, size does not matter all that much. Bryce Young will get it done in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, I did want to ask you, though, and I encourage everyone that's watching live to hop in the chat. We see some of you guys saying you guys want Richardson to the Bucks. I see you lost. Eric. Do you have an opinion on where Richardson could end up here? Because he has been a hot debate for Drew and I. We were talking to Connor Rogers about where he could go. But if you're a team uh, that's trying to build a mobile quarterback and you're a team like uh, the Eagles coach that just moved and he's trying to demonstrate some new stuff with his new team, Jalen Hurts, is Anthony Richardson kind of like that? What do you think? Oh, sure. I think it is. Well, okay. With Hurts and Richardson, we'll start off with that. You got to remember, Jalen Hurts was a four-year starter. You know, he was at he was at Alabama you know, for a couple of years. Tua comes in and has the incredible playoff game. Uh, excuse me, the yeah the uh, SEC championship game and takes over. Um, but then he goes to Oklahoma and has a Heisman caliber season, of course. So Jalen Hurts and comparing him with Anthony Richardson, he only has 15 starts under his belt in college. Uh, they're two completely different prospects in that respect coming out of college. So when it comes to Anthony Richardson, though, he has an inc 
incredible arm. I mean, I, you know, Will Levis, obviously, he's talked about as having one of the bigger arms in this class. I, I don't think it's particularly close in terms of strength. I think it's Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Now, where his okay. drawbacks are, oh, yeah, I, I, give me give me Richardson over, over uh, Levis's deep ball all day. I, I believe it, wow. uh, especially on the run, because Levis didn't throw much on the run last year. Um, mm-hmm. But his arm's real. But in addition to that, he's currently lined at 445 for his 40-yard dash time, which would be an astronomical Whoa. number at 235, <laughs> uh, excuse me, which is what he's weighing in at, I believe, at the at the combine. Um, so that's something I'll certainly be taking a look at. But it goes to show he has incredible athleticism. And that's really what people are looking at. 15 starts, fine. The footwork, you know, there's he kind of gets on his toes a little bit. You see him feet click. Uh, heel click when he has to move in the pocket a little bit and reset. But the overall package is just so enticing that I think it's going to be hard for him to slip out of at least the first half of the first round. And I think he probably ends up at the back end of the top 10, maybe number nine ish, maybe Carolina, you know, uh, potentially. I, I, I kind of get that. Sort of fun. I think I that'd think, be a good yeah. fit for him. And I'd would say real, real quick, Shane Steichen is the new coach of the Colts is why I kind of thought maybe Richardson could go number one if the Colts trade up and pass on maybe. Bryce Young because, I mean, the odds have certainly looked like that. But if Richardson runs better than a four four five, I mean, that's, that's incredible because Terrell Pryor was one of the fastest quarterbacks I can remember in recent yeah. areas, and he ran a four three eight four four one. So Yeah, I, I got uh, news for you. If he goes that fast, he's QB2, maybe QB1. Uh, that is that's elite speed. Uh, I, I gotta also say, I get where your point is. Like Carolina makes sense as a fit in terms of the need at nine, um, but uh, I th- there's going to be jockeying here. Yes, there's too many teams. You could, and really, this comes down to Seattle and Detroit, right? Seattle and Detroit look at themselves as. We're ready to contend now. We have a you know we have a, a nucleus that is strong. Uh, we just need you know, and, and we may never be here again at the top of the draft where we can take you know a, 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 an elite quarterback prospect. So if you kind of open your mind a little bit and you consider those teams not taking best player available but addressing quarterback in their last chance, then all of a sudden you have Houston, Indy, Seattle, Detroit, Vegas. Carolina, you have six teams in the top nine who could potentially take a quarterback. And then that all of a sudden becomes gold rush for that first, the, the one pick. Uh, you know, I think Houston probably can make the best offer to flip flop because they can give the Bears two. Maybe the Bears do another trade down with four. Uh, maybe they do a third trade down. But I think that things will work themselves out to where quarterbacks find their way to the top of the board, um, especially because if Richardson is rising this quickly, if, between yes. what I've read in terms of like people responding to him in interviews, as well as, uh, you know, kind of putting up elite numbers in testing, uh, all of a sudden now, uh, you know, you could have teams being like, wait, we can get CJ Stroud if we flip flop with the uh, Cardinals at three, or we can get Will Levis if we flip flop with uh, the Bears at four. So, you know, you could see something wild where the Bears make like three trades out of the top uh, four of the draft here and just accumulate a ton of assets for the future, which is the only way the bears are going to contend if we're being honest. Uh, so I think yeah. uh, that would kind of make sense for everyone. Um, let's talk a little bit about combine stuff specifically, because there are, uh, you know, there are some markets open, uh, particularly in the, uh, the 40 
range. Yes. Uh, we're CBs are running today. And then tomorrow, I believe we have wide receivers, running backs. And then the next day is quarterbacks or something like that. I can't exactly remember how it all works out, but um, <laughs> you know, we have, we have a lot of the fastest, uh, you know, Oh, by the way, like, there were some fast runs yesterday. There was some crazy uh, runs yesterday. Yeah, we're not done. Yesterday. We're just um, starting. Well, so, so he, this is where I want to go with this. Nolan Smith goes 4-4-4, four, 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 and uh, the uh, the pit uh, D-tackle hits, what, 4-6 something? Elijah Cansey, 4-6-7. Uh, yeah. Seven. yeah. Un- unbelievably fast times. Unreal. Uh, is this a product of the fact of the way that they're preparing these guys for this run and that we should expect records to be broken? We should expect kind of just impossibly fast times from these guys. And I don't know, are we going to see John Ross's record fall? Uh, regarding the, the John Ross record, it's potential. I would think that the player at the top of the John Ross, uh, you know, list would probably, it has to be Devon A-Chain. Uh, yeah. Former Olympic hopeful for Texas A&M in terms of sprinter. He did the four by 100s. And during the course of his career, uh, he would go and he would run track and then, or actually play football at like 185 or so is around where he's checked in at. But then as soon as football is done, he goes and he is running the four by 100 relay with the Texas A&M track team. So he goes and cuts weight. I'm interested to see what A-Chain can run at where uh, he's going to want to probably check in as a, at a healthy weight as opposed to a track weight. How does that affect his time? Um, I do know that in terms of measuring out the 100 meters, the 200 meters, Kalen Barnes last year had the highest uh, 40 time. It was 4.23, which is right there. It's very, very close to the John Ross time. But uh, if you look at how A-Chain uh, and Barnes checked out in their 100 and their 200 meters, actually A-Chain beat Barnes by 22 hundredths uh, in his 100th time. He, he had an insane, he had a 10 uh, a 10 to two is what uh, A-Chain ran <laughs> for his, yeah, for his uh, 100 and then his 200. He beat Barnes by a second and a half in his 200. Wow. That is not joking around. So like you're talking about a guy who ran a 4-2-3 last year. It was right on the cusp of the 4-2-2 and A-Chain is, is demonstrably better in the you know longer events, but it shows that he's got the Jets now. A chain is lined at four two nine right now. That's where the market has him at. I got him going under, which would be anywhere in the four twos would be astronomical. Three guys tested in the four twos last year. I think we get a chain in it uh, at the very least. I love to hear that. Yeah, that's it's interesting to always see the guys too that come from track and field and have that as their background and how they just destroy this. But as you, I mean, as you guys all know, the past couple of years. Technique, technique, technique has been taught when it comes to these type of drills, too. And I think that makes a huge, huge difference. Um, mm-hmm. Eric, anybody that you expect to rise and fall this weekend? And also, uh, the chat wants to know, do you have any over-unders that you already placed for 40-yard dashes? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of them there. Um, as far as guys who raise their stock, look at Lucas Van Ness. All right? Okay. Lucas Van Ness, yes, coming into the 40, uh, he opened at like 4-8. Opened at 4.8, went down, I believe, closed right around 4.74. Ran a 4.56. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's, and, and it's a guy with Van Ness he's where you look at him on tape and he's got power for days. Like you're not worried about him standing up, you know, um, setting the edge on run plays, uh, being able to bull rush opposing tackles, uh, you know, on just being able to knife through the line, like all that stuff, like the power is there. So for him running a four, five, six, he's now 
I mean, he's no doubt a, a first rounder. I think he probably put himself in the top half of the first round. I think he'll probably go in the top Ooh. 16 picks, maybe 10 to 16 in that range because of okay. just how much power he has and how the testing really goes to show, oh, it's not just power. He's fast too, and he's going to get the quarterback quickly. I love, I love that. To hear that. Yeah. The uh, is there one over under you're like dying to see it open that you're going to like run to the window and bet under or over for a guy? Sure. We well, you know, the market opened uh, on Tuesday, so a, a lot of it has already gone up and down and settled. Um, in terms of something that's out there right now, I'm very curious to see. Jalen Hyatt opened at four th- at four three flat, ticked up to four three two for a minute, and now he's down to the same range as Devon A Chain. He's at that four two nine range now. If Hyatt clears 4-3, it's going to show the NFL that he has the kind of elite take-the-top-off speed that they really thought he did. And what he showed at Tennessee, even in spite of a basic offense and a limited route tree, because he was running – he's running flies out there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just Street blowing coast. everyone away. So sure. um, the question for me with Hyatt is can he – does that speed that he showed in college, can he get on top and stack – uh, opposing, you know, DBs at the NFL level who are the best of the best. And that's really why it's going to be important for that 40. I'm going to gut call it and say, I don't think he can hit the 14. I think that's just a, a bridge a little too far for him. Um, mm-hmm. But one other, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle for okay. Georgia, is listed. At f- he started at 479 for a 310-pound offensive tackle. Oh, my God. That's Sitting ridiculous. at 482 now. Right. Wow. I have to see you do it. I have to go over on 482 for a 310 pound tackle. I know he's a great athlete. You know, he was using the freaks list, but, you know, there's certain limits to the human body. And if he goes at 310 and does that, well, well congratulations, sir. But <laughs> I will be, my position will be on the over 482 respectfully. That is terrifying to hear a grown man of that size running <laughs> at that speed because. We speak on the technique part about the 40-yard dash. In high school, I had to get training on the 40-yard dash for college because this is an embarrassing story I'm going to get out ahead of because one day someone's going to find out. But if you <laughs> if you look up my 40-yard dash in high school at an ESPN little event, I ran a 5-1 flat because I had no idea about lasers getting down, all that type of stuff. Went to training and ran a 4-7 after that. Running a 4-7 at 300 Bonds, pounds Bonds is – <laughs> is, uh, well, I mean, that's 17 that's or 18 year old Vaughn. I want to know what Eric Froton will set his line at because we need to see you run the 40 yard dash at the college. Oh, you mean right now? Yeah, <laughs> right now or my prime? All right, okay, no, prime right now, Froton, we want to see you run. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying prime 465. I'm confident I can break 465. Like, I, I think I could do that prime right now, Vaughn. Right now. Uh, I will say it's funny. I did a little research. They have the 40 thing outside Lucas Oil Stadium. So so the fans it. were running it. Uh-huh. So I went and I talked when I was walking out to one of the security guard who was who was there all day running it. I said, what was the fastest 40 time you saw from everybody who was here, you know, kids, everything? And he said, not one person broke five. <laughs> not one person, Vaughn. Hmm? So you are already ahead of the, the general population here at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. So uh, I think four six five is flying right now. I'd be I'd be thrilled with four nine five. If I could if I yeah. could break five, I'd be like, hey, I feel pretty good about myself. 
I think that's what the NBC Sports Edge Twitter needs in our all our social media feeds. When you see Eric Froton run that 40-yard dash outside of Lucas Oil, can he break the five flat? <laughs> we will see. Eric, oh, I don't know, as guys. always. Well, it's we raining out right you. now, and it's outside. I can't do it now. Uh, well, hey. yeah, it's all right, my guy. We'll let you slide this year. But next year, we know you'll be there for uh, for here on out uh, represent NBC because yep. you are phenomenal at what you do. So we appreciate you. I will be the Rich you. Eisen next year of, of NBC, and I will run the 40 Absolutely. In wing tips if needed. Ooh. My guy. All right, Eric. Good to see you. Enjoy the rest of your time out there. Great seeing you guys. Woo. Great NFL talk. Before we get to the NBA, though, Drew, I got to read a promo. That's the rules. Okay. New MLB season, new rules, new stars. So paired with the Roto Baseball Draft Guide, get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com backslash draft guide and use pennant 25 to save 25% at checkout, the NBC Rotor World Draft Guide. You need that. I'm telling you, you need that for this season. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We also need Drew's winners now. He's broken. He's uh, he's on a heater. Three straight winning days, he says. <clears throat> Where do you want to start in this NBA slate, my friend? Uh, the New York Knicks, man. Uh, they yeah. go down to Miami. We got a little renewed, a little uh, one of the hottest rivalries of the late 90s. Pat Riley and then company. Uh, I can't even remember when that was. It's been so long ago. But uh, Knicks Miami was uh, always a, always a special uh, head to head here. And Heat, um, the Heat, frauds. Um, <laughs> nothing about this Heat team realistically speaks to me that they are going to be in the mix come playoff time. Um, they are very very lucky to be standing where they are with a very soft schedule and a super super easy uh, division. Uh, the Knicks, on the other hand, are not frauds. Like this, their their win loss, their you know their cover record, their uh, the performance of some of these players is true blue. This is a good team. I think that they are very much primed to be a nightmare matchup for the likes of the Cavs in a 4-5 or five playoff series. Uh, and they may even give the Celtics the business. We saw them match up specifically against the Celtics recently and boy oh boy do the Knicks have the right kind of combination of players to make that team miserable. So uh, the Knicks are here and they are they are not uh, going softly into the night and they are two and a half point favorites in Miami. I make this number four. I think the Knicks are the bet. 
don't not my favorite bet on the board tonight, but uh, certainly uh, love the way these guys are playing. You've seen Jalen Brunson take the leap to you know true blue superstar NBA guard. Uh, I would put him on my third team All NBA right now if we were to vote today. Uh, I think he's been one of the most impressive and you know improved players across the balance of the season, uh, and uh, you know just really leading this team in the right direction. So um, you know the Heat defend well, they try hard, but this team is just not anywhere close to the level that we saw uh, the one seed last year. Uh, and uh, in general, you know Butler questionable. I expect him to go. Uh, no Lowry. Uh, otherwise, it's a relatively healthy squad. It's just, you know, nothing about uh, the way that these guys are playing screams that they match up well against the Knicks team that is just white hot right now. Uh, n- you know, Knicks full strength effectively uh, and uh, getting some pretty incredible production out of their bench as well. So Tom Thibodeau's guys are the bet for me in down in uh, South Beach. You can never talk me off of Tom Thibodeau. That's my guy. But I am agreeing with you. I like the Knicks tonight, too. They've been hot, man. Like, you can't fade a team when they're on a streak like this. 7-0 straight up, 6-0-1 ATS. In Miami, I thought coming out of the all-star break, they're going to be a team that's probably going to get hot, start warming up, make a case for being a top four seed solidified in the East. But it really hasn't been that case through uh, last yeah. six games, 1-5 and five ATS and straight up. They got that one win over the Sixers, and the Sixers came back and beat them. And yeah. uh, I played the Sixers in that game. And Jimmy Butler only played 27 minutes um, in that previous game, too, which was pretty interesting to see him on the injury report. So... I'm with you. I like the Knicks today. Uh, I did actually lock in a bet in the next game, and I think you'll like it. Uh, we're going to talk Grizzlies and Nuggets, all right? The Nuggets, Mile High City, laying five points over under 233.5. If you remember, these teams met um, February 25th, so you know a little bit over a week ago, yep. and the Grizzlies hopped out to a nice, nice early lead in that game, 28-20. to 20. Second quarter, they pummeled them 38-22. to 22. Mm-hmm. Denver remembers times like that. And that was Denver's last loss, their only loss since February 9th. Um, so what do I like? I like the Denver Nuggets first quarter. Uh, <laughs> they're going to come out early. The money line's sitting around 140 to 150. It's minus one and a half um, on the spread. Some places have a juice to the Grizzlies, some to the Nuggets. This might move back down in our favor to a minus one. But I think the Nuggets get out to a quick start here. At home, they've had plenty of rest. The last game was on Tuesday against the lowly Rockets. Uh, mm-hmm. So they've had two days off coming home against the Grizzlies, the team that beat them. Uh, payback, revenge, first quarter play on the Nuggets. What you think? I like it. I mean, I think the Nuggets ultimately win and cover this one. Four and a half is a bettable number. My number is five. Um, the... Grizzlies are kind of backs against the wall here. Like this is they must this is a must winish game for them if they want to try to get the you know back into the one seed race. Ultimately, I don't think they realistically can. So they probably, you know, pack it in at some point if this is, you know, out of reach. Uh no Steven Adams for the Grizzlies, so their defense is going to be a little suspect here, but their offense matches up really well against the Nuggets team. So mm-hmm. this has like a 130-120 kind of a final score line here. I think over 233 and a half would be my play if you maybe put take a take a position on this game. Um, but uh, yeah, you bring up a key point. Nuggets are pretty rested. They haven't really been utilizing a lot of their kind of role players as much lately. They've been giving those guys some days off. They're all going tonight. Aaron Gordon's going. Michael Porter Jr.'s going. Murray looks good. So mm-hmm. yeah, Nuggets are the side. I like your look specifically queuing on, you know, keying on them early. Uh, and I would lean over for this one as I think this is going to be a little bit of a track meet. I could see it. Without Stephen Adams, I could definitely see it being a higher scoring game. And uh, I think the first quarter bets, team totals in the first half have been much better bets for me this season. Uh, Clippers were a great example of last night. I played the Clippers first quarter, first half, 
stayed away from the full game because they were on the road at Golden State, who's a better home team. Warriors trashed them in the second half. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Could be a, yeah, we'll see what happens here tonight, but I like the Nuggets early. We got some good questions in the chat. Aaron Campbell's asking one about my Chicago Bulls uh, and Kevin Durant's minutes related to uh, how we like Chicago because that line was five, five and a half this morning. Mm-hmm. It's down to four at some shops. And uh, as a guy who has actually liked what I've seen from the Bulls lately with Patrick Beverly in town, um, I don't think I'd go to war with the Bulls here. If you're looking for maybe a player prop angle, uh, DeAndre Aiden's probably a good bet on the over. He's 6-2 and two to his over against the Bulls in his career. And if Kevin Durant doesn't play those necessary minutes or doesn't play 35-plus, uh, Aiden should probably score a little bit more. And I like CP3's assist, too, uh, with Pat Bev and Caruso there. Uh, guards will not be scoring points. They'll be making passes. Uh, uh, Drew, do you have uh, any opinion uh, on any of these teams? Obviously, the Sun's looking good. Now the line's down to three and a half for the Bulls, so a lot of money on Chicago. Yeah, I didn't play this one. Somebody knows something about Kevin Durant's status that uh, I don't know. Um, the Bulls do, for whatever it's worth, they do play better against the Super Elite teams. Why? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're <laughs> I have like, no idea why. It's weird. But both my favorite teams, the Steelers and the Bulls, play up to their competitions and play yeah. down to their competitions yeah. consistently. Yeah, no clue how they didn't cover against the the Pistons last time out. Uh, you know, it's, it's so much Raptors better too. than them. The Raptors too, yep. Um, so, it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's Bulls or pass. I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, it's probably the best bet there. Like I said, there's better props in this game than betting this game. If Durant's out, there's probably some value on the under as well. Bulls not scoring much, playing tons of defense. Um, Holt wants to know in the chat, should I wait for Jimmy Butler's injury news then to bet this, this, the Knicks? Yeah, I think he is going to ultimately go. And so this may come back down to two. I don't think it's going to move that much, though. Um, you know, the the big move already came and it was it was Knicks. This flipped from uh, Miami minus one to, in some places, New York minus three. It may come back down to two and a half, two broadly after we get the confirmation that Butler is going to go. But um, either way, I think the Knicks are the side in that one. Um, some of the other games on the board that I think are worth circling, Clippers are huge dogs uh, against the uh, Kings. And rightfully so. Uh, that second half <laughs> performance by the Clippers, what in the world? Like, yeah. this team is really lost right now. They're probably going to have a bunch of guys rest as well. At least that's what the line of minus five and a half, six tells you. Um, so that's a, that's a stay away. Similarly, New Orleans is limping into Golden State to take on your Golden State Warriors, who are one of the weirdly, like, they can't lose at home. I don't yeah. know what's going on with Weird. these guys, but they play uh, they play just incredible second half basketball at home uh, in San Francisco there. So, uh, you know, four and a half, four, <sighs> very tempting to take the Pelicans, but I'm ultimately going to pass. Uh, I took the uh, Timberwolves on the road, uh, plus money on the money line against the Lakers. I think they match up very well against that Lakers squad uh, with no LeBron. Uh, and uh, I may plug my nose and play the Brooklyn Nets at plus 11. <laughs> Yeah, not not loving it, but eleven is too many. Uh, the Celtics are in a mode right now, really between now and the end of the season, where they look like they're going to win some close games, pretty much every time out. I would be surprised if they come out and fully flex on any of these teams and win with margin. Uh, so you know they're going to probably play with their food here, uh, and uh, you know they may be down at some points in this game. Realistically, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they still have a bunch of good players. They're not trying to win basketball, um, but uh, shutting down Simmons for the season and and ultimately uh, you know not competing for uh, a playoff spot is is you know they probably are they're, they're going to lose, but it's going to be within eleven, I think. So uh, for me. Knicks, 
Timberwolves, Nets, those are the three the sides that I think have the biggest edge in the uh, NBA market tonight. I love those plays. Yeah, I'm on the Knicks as well, Nuggets first quarter. And a play I did look at that you briefly mentioned, uh, the Kings and Clippers game. I was circling the Kings team total because they've scored 122-plus points, 123-plus points in their last seven wins. Uh, but Amazing. books are sharp as ever. They have set their <laughs> team total, 122 and a half. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll do a first team, first half team total. But if I do, it'll be on the NBC Sports Edge website uh, for sure. But I like your looks, Drew. I think we're going to turn it around here. March is money season for us. As we know, we got NBA and college basketball, which we're about to hit on. But first, I need to remind you guys to go ahead and download that Roto World app. Receive those breaking player news all season long to stay ahead of your competition by favoring players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, much more delivered right to your phone. Available in your app store today, wherever you get your apps. It's the Roto World app. Make sure you get that. And you could find the podcast on there, the links, our articles, and all that good stuff. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the Initial wager. Points bet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the Points Bet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. In Iowa, call 1 800 Bets Off. In Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867. In Louisiana. Saturday in college basketball, we're supposed to start with the Big 12, but I'm going to start with a team that's near and dear to your hearts, the Duke Blue Devils going to North Carolina to take on the Tar Heels projected line. North Carolina is probably going to be somewhere between a two- to three-point favorite in that game. And I was on UNC the first time around, Drew. They had that game in the bag, and then Duke pulled away at the very end. I'm feeling like North Carolina is the right side. I'll probably be on the money line. What are you looking at in this one, if you play this one? Duke or pass. <laughs> Can't Duke or pass. Can't yeah, pass. I mean, but Not they're me, desperate. No. They're <laughs> desperate. So there's this is weird because there is there is a whiff of North Carolina kind of being galvanized with this opportunity, uh, playing Duke heading into tournament time. You know, secure your spot. Uh, but the team just doesn't look like they like playing with each other. 
Uh, and honestly, uh, you know, Duke is rising relatively rapidly in terms of just chemistry, roles, responsibilities being well defined, uh, and you know, some of their freshmen finally playing, you know, to their potential. So, uh, really good balanced team. Uh, and honestly, I think you know, just the likelihood that uh, Duke continues to put together winning basketball here and really rapidly rises in these uh, future markets, I think, is uh, is for real. Yeah, I'm going to ask Adam to keep this on the screen right here because I think it's pretty laughable that Duke and North Carolina have similar odds to win crazy. the title because I do think Duke is the better team. But this is, in my mind, a spot to back North Carolina. And like I said, it went from being the number one team in the preseason to being potentially NIT invitational. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that is not good. And, I, you know, they've they played okay recently. They have some tough losses, some, some not stellar wins over less than competition. But – uh, you know, everyone talked about the quad ones, and that does mean a lot when it comes to ranking your competition. But uh, I think this is a good spot for them. And I also think it's laughable that Texas A&M has the same odds as North Carolina and Iowa State. I got Texas A&M two weeks ago, Drew, at plus uh, 125 to 1, nice. 100 to 1 in the, in the thing. So they're down to 60 to 1. That's a team for looking at the screen. I like uh, I like Duke and A&M here a lot. But yeah, hey, we can uh, we we can disagree. That's I think that's the best <laughs> part about podcast disagreeing. Uh, you could have Duke of North Carolina, and we see I'll never bet on week. the Tariels is really what it yeah. comes down to. And well, as a guy that went to Duke, I, I don't blame you at all for that. Uh, how about uh, you know I'm a Jayhawk at heart, not a Kansas Jayhawk, a Jeanette Jayhawk, but they're going on the road to take on the Texas Longhorns. Kansas probably going to be laying somewhere between three and four points. I would have to say. Kansas won as a four-point favorite at home, 88-80 to 80 earlier against Texas. Ooh. Another spot now, not an ideal spot for Texas, uh, who's had two back-to-back tough games against Baylor and TCU. They lost both, and now they have Kansas. So um, I do think it's another desperation spot where I look at the home team getting the points. I like the Longhorns here. Yeah. Might not get to the window on them, but do you have a strong feel? Yeah, Texas. Texas, Texas 100%. Yeah, Texas money line. Money so, line. Um, yeah, they've struggled of late. They, you know, Kansas has secured the Big Twelve regular season. They get the one seed in the toughest conference in basketball. They're going to get a one seed regardless of the outcome of this game in the tournament, in my opinion. Probably in the Midwest. Uh, I think the committee. You know, Kansas won the title last year, and honestly, if you're if you're starting to think about filling out your bracket, which you should be right now, you need yeah, to start really. thinking about who the public. You know, what's what's going to be what's what's chalk going to be in this tournament field, right? And it's going to be Kansas. Everybody's going to remember they didn't win their bracket last year because some guy picked Kansas to win, and they did. Kansas won last year because they had a good team and a very soft region. Super duper duper pudding soft region. And <laughs> it was, uh, you know, they let chaos ensue everywhere else in the bracket and they just came through unscathed and ultimately beat a North Carolina team in the title that we know now is not super great. Um, so it's, you know, I think Kansas is going to be chalky in March and I'm going to be against them, which is not a great feeling, but that's the way that this is shaking up. Uh, I think the committee is going to probably give them a really difficult region. Uh, and uh, I'm going to look for ways to try to, uh, you know, find, find teams that can beat them uh, in the, you know, in sweet 16 on uh, before we get to the final four If Kansas ultimately gets to the final four. I'm going to be, uh, I might be the one uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's sorry here, but you know, nobody really believes in Houston. Uh, UCLA, Connecticut, uh, at this point in time, would be the uh, the sides that I like especially well. The um, uh, you got a feeling for UCLA playing Arizona this week, laying six? 
Yeah, I was on uh, I live bet UCLA last night. I uh, got in on that one. I had Arizona as my only college basketball play last night, money line against USC. All the Sharps lined up on USC. That's what they call themselves, the Sharps. But Arizona was the right side all along. Because this time of year, Drew, the better teams are the teams that are winning for the most part, unless there's something that they have to be playing for. Um, and that's why I do like Texas with you, because they are playing for a lot more right now than I think Kansas is. But uh, UCLA – Probably going to be six to seven point favorite, I have to say, against Arizona. Arizona won 58-52 earlier in the year. I had Arizona in that game, um, and I felt pretty good about it within the first 10 minutes. Um, but I think that this is a game where UCLA is probably going to control uh, from the start, from the tip to the finish of this game. Um, I think UCLA is rolling right now defensively. They've had some close calls, but uh, Arizona, not a defensive team whatsoever. I've talked about Arizona as my pick to win it all. They're my preseason pick. Um, I've only bet on two other teams since then, Drew, UCLA and Baylor. Um, and those those are two teams I absolutely love. But UCLA, a complete team in every retrospect. So I'll probably pass on this game because both teams, I mean, they're one and twos in the Pac-12. Arizona's locked up to two. You know, this is just a game. It's not meaningless. Um, but motivation-wise, UCLA probably has a little bit more to play for here. Any opinion? Yeah, I, I mean – UCLA has the one seed wrapped in this Pac-12. They're going. They're going to get a good seed, although they're probably going to get underseeded because the committee hates the Pac-12 and they always have. I don't yeah. know why. Um, really but uh, you know, I think I think you have to take the points with Arizona here. Um, I think it's going to be a yeah. competitive game. Yeah. I, I yeah. ultimately I think UCLA wins, but I just think it, I think it comes inside six. Um, yeah. Real quick, I want to comment on some tennis because we're What's covering it all today, Vaughn. We we're are. doing it all: <laughs> football, basketball, NFL, NBA, uh, and college basketball. Tennis is of course going on as well. Uh, I the two matches that uh, Corday is bringing up here: uh, Baez money line. That's a fair bet. I like uh, over two and a half sets between Jiri and Baez. Uh, that, I think they split the first two. I think that's a very, very even match. Uh, I have uh, Baez at 49% chance to win that one. Uh, for Yannick Hoffman, uh, a German kid taking on Nico Jari uh, of Chile in Chile. Jari has played a lot of tennis lately. He is getting very, very, very tired. So Hoffman is a play, but I like the handicap better than the money line because Jerry, realistically, he could win 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. He could win a tie break in the first and then dump the second. And then in that case, the you don't have to sweat the third. Hoffman's plus games is going to win. So Hoffman plus the games in that match. And I like uh, over two and a half sets in the Baez Jerry match. I just wrote those down, making sure I'm going to get to myself. <laughs> uh, I played tennis yesterday, uh, McDonald, and he, he got absolutely uh, dismantled. But I followed a friend. Uh, we all know a good friend here named Kenny Ducey. Kenny, you owe me uh, 20 bucks. He owes you. He um, owes you. But it's all right. I saw you in three and one uh, after that, and I didn't follow you. So that is my fault. Um, before we get out of here, do want to let you guys know, on Selection Sunday, Bet the Edge is going to have a special episode. We're going to have a watch-along. If you enjoyed Jay and Drew during the NFL Awards, during their, their watch-along, well, guess what? I get to join the guys and take a back seat for the college basketball selection Sunday. Oh, so we need your be, opinion. Are you back seat? What do you mean? Know, <laughs> we don't know college like you do. <laughs> We're driving, baby. We're in the driver's seat. But, uh, yeah, it's great episode, Drew, as always. Any lasting thoughts or stuff you want to say to people? So they can enjoy their weekend. No, have a have a great weekend, guys. It's going to be an awesome sports weekend on tap. Enjoy it, uh, and uh, you know we will continue to provide you with uh, some winning plays as we go through the rest of the off season here. All right.
That's right. Don't forget to check out NBC Sports Edge for all the info to help you guys out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Get your tennis, college basketball, NFL, NBA, and more. And if you're listening, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on the podcast forum. Happy Friday, everyone, and enjoy your weekend. That's the luck. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.